Hello, my community of language-loving listeners. Welcome, as always, to Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I'm your host, Heidi Lovejoy, and it's always a pleasure to be here sharing my mental musings about language learning. I have a bit of a shorter episode planned for today, but some housekeeping before I get started. I hope you're enjoying the show, and it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it to help me share this journey with more language lovers and expand our community. Next, I want to let you know that I won't be releasing an episode next week, so if you're dedicated to tuning in each week, just know that I'll be off spending some time with my family for a holiday break. And you know what? In the show notes, I'll share some other language podcasts for you to check out in the meantime. There are so many out there, so many amazing stories and perspectives, and I have no desire to keep my listeners to myself, so go check those out as well. Okay, so taking a break for holiday and vacation time this week led me to want to share what I do for language learning while on vacation. So here, I'm talking about both a literal vacation where we travel away from home and also a break from our usual routine, like summer holidays when the kids are out of school. Before I begin, I want to make clear that I am not suggesting that anyone should study languages while on holiday. I'm not advocating for the grind or claiming that we should study languages every single day without breaks. If you're the kind of person who needs a complete mental break while on vacation, you travel away or you stay at home, but you're not working or studying, and pausing your language learning is part of that mental break, then do that for sure. Take breaks from language learning whenever you need or want in order to reset, relax, and reinvigorate yourself. You are allowed to guiltlessly prioritize your rest, mental health, family, and friends over your language learning. Don't forget that. Go and enjoy your vacation. What I am talking about here today is this. I don't stress about keeping some language activities as part of my daily life, no matter where I am or what my status is, let's say. I don't feel guilty if language activities don't happen, but I genuinely enjoy making a connection to my languages every day. That's just me. Language learning is relaxing for me. It's something that grounds me and keeps me sane. It's a place where I go to escape daily stressors of life, to calm myself when I'm wound up or can't focus. And as a parent of young kids, stressors and being wound up definitely still happen when we're on vacation, every single day of vacation. So doing language things on vacation for me supports my relaxation and restoration. But I also have my limitations. When I say that I continue language learning while on vacation, I don't mean that I bring my vocabulary books along, schedule italki sessions, and commit to intensive studying. What I really mean is that I revert back to my basic language learning goal that I talked about in episode one, and that is to just touch my languages, Italian and German, every day. So if you're like me, and taking complete breaks from language activities during vacation time isn't your preference. If you enjoy including some language things while you travel or take time off work and daily routine, then this is for you. I'm going to share five things I tend to do while on vacation that keep a connection to my languages. Now, I've intentionally chosen five things that anyone can do no matter where they go. So even if you're having a staycation, where you take a pause from daily life and explore your own town, these are things you can consider if you're like me and enjoy relaxing with a language connection. And I'll reiterate that I am not strict about doing these things. 
While on vacation, I don't hold myself accountable for doing them every day or stress if I don't. They're just a part of my daily relax and unwind time, so I take them along with me on our travels. The first language activity that I tend to continue doing while on vacation is using language apps. I am a big fan of language learning apps, especially as a busy mom with few quiet moments in my day. I know many people have very strong opinions about language apps, and I'm definitely going to do an episode completely dedicated to this in the future, but for today, I will just say that language learning apps are very useful for one, keeping a link between you and your language, and two, filling in space in an otherwise busy day with language time. So when we travel, my family and I pretty much always take a few hours in the afternoon to go back to wherever we're staying and have some quiet time. My husband naps, the kids have some TV time, and I open up a language app before having some reading time. I have many apps of many types for each of my languages, but I can pretty much open any of them and just play around with some vocab, practice useful phrases, or read something. I don't force myself to completely finish a lesson or keep a streak. When I'm relaxing, I just do something fun, discover more about the language, or read about something interesting in my target language. And for me, this is a relaxing activity. Filling a few spare moments of my day on a language app while on vacation is a great way for me to recharge my batteries and feel the connection to my languages that I love and desire. The second activity I pretty much always do on vacation is listening to music or podcasts in Italian or German. If we're driving somewhere, for example, my kids love listening to the Encanto soundtrack in German, and we have our favorite Italian songs like Felicità by Albano and Romina Power, Bye Bye by Annalisa, or Il Bambino Che Contava Le Stelle by Ultimo. We can fill hours in the car singing along to these songs, and the connection to the language and to my kids as we enjoy the songs together is so wonderful to me. I also listen music while I'm in the shower or going on a run. I listen to a podcast in Italian or German while getting dressed or walking around town alone. But not always, of course. Sometimes I just walk around the city in silence, taking in the views, especially in the first days we're there. So again, I don't feel like I have to listen to my target languages, and I don't feel guilty if I don't. I thoroughly enjoy the sights around me, and if the mood strikes to add in some Italian or German audio in the background, then I do it. The third vacation-friendly language activity I do is reading. Now, this really goes back to what I said in episodes 1 and 11 about what counts for us in language learning. On vacation, I don't do any intensive reading in my target languages, so for that reason, I don't bring along the books I'm reading because I tend to make those intensive activities where I'm looking up new vocabulary and analyzing grammar. But I do have an Italian National Geographic travel edition that I love digging into when we're traveling. I bring German children's books to use as part of our nighttime routine. I scroll Instagram and stop to read posts that are written in my target languages. Reading is a relaxing activity for me. It's something I make time for every single day. So diving into enjoyable reading material in my target languages while on vacation perfectly supports this relaxation and again keeps the link between my languages and me. Number four in my list of language activities that I often do while on vacation is speaking. Again, it's not something I stress about or feel guilty about if I don't do, but I'm one of those who believes all speaking counts and all speaking supports progress. Obviously, if we're traveling to a country where Italian or German is spoken, I try to use those languages as much as possible. 
but even if we aren't, just being out of our English-speaking home and routine makes me feel a pull toward languages in general, and it becomes more natural for me to switch to another one. Some of the speaking things I include as we get around and explore a new city are talking with my kids in Italian or German, making an audio message on WhatsApp for a friend to check in and see how they're doing. I talk to myself while out on a walk alone, describing the city and what I see. And even just a few short sentences in Italian or German makes me feel so much more connected to the travel experience as a whole. And it really excites me. By now, I've mentioned reading, listening, and speaking activities, as well as apps. But I haven't mentioned writing, When making my notes for this episode, I actually hesitated at writing. I don't journal in my daily home life. I rarely write prompt responses in my target languages. So of course, I also don't do these activities while on vacation. But as I was starting to explain this in my show notes, I realized that I do, in fact, write in my target languages almost daily, just not in the traditional ways I think writing to be. So they're rather passive activities, and I often don't even think about them as writing in my target languages. But again, going back to what counts, they're totally writing. So for example, just like I send audio messages to friends in Italian, I also send text messages in Italian. While on vacation, this may be something small like a picture with thinking of you or look at this shirt I found, it reminds me of you. At home, I often write my grocery list in German and I do the same on vacation. Even some language apps like Speakly or Deutsche Welle include typing in words or phrases. So when I use these apps on vacation, I'm also working on spelling and in some cases writing grammar. These are just small things that I do, really without even thinking about it or intentionally doing them, but they're small things I write in my target languages even while I'm on vacation. So that's a glimpse of what my language activities might look like when I'm outside of my daily routine. And I can't stress it enough, though, that I do these things on vacation because they relax me, because I get energy from touching my languages, because I feel reinvigorated when I include these minor language activities in my daily life. There have been times while traveling that I go to my phone and open a language app only to close it after just a few seconds. I start reading in that National Geographic, but I can't find any articles interesting enough to read at that moment, so I put it down. Or I start a podcast episode, realize I'm not really paying attention, and I turn it off. So the point isn't to say that I'm charging forward, always learning languages, never breaking. It's nothing like that. But when I do something, even one of these a day while on vacation, I feel more grounded, less stressed, and much more rejuvenated. Language time relaxes me. Not study time, not intensive input, not running flashcard decks, But just touching my languages in some way is relaxing for me. So it's only natural that I keep up with that while on vacation, with no expectation of doing it, no expectation that anyone should do it, but rather going with what I feel in every moment to maximize my holiday. That's all I have for you today. Talking about this today makes me really excited for my vacation next week, But I do look forward to returning also the week after to continue talking about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week or weeks. And until next time, ciao.